This is an Area Code podcast. Hey, everybody. Before we start the show, we... Uh, I'm here with Bethany, by the way. Hey, Bethany. Hi. Hi. Okay, so really quick, we wanted to uh, let you know that we are doing a thing where if you rate and review the show on iTunes, we will type your review or type the person who did the review. Bethany. <laughs> yes. This this is a good idea. It's a great idea. We're going to have to fly through some because we've already got a good number. We mm-hmm. told people on Twitter we'd do it, and then people started doing it. They so, did. So we got one that says... Best summer podcast in my HO, in my honest. humble opinion. Oh. <laughs> humble or honest. That's opinion. probably right. That makes yeah. all the difference in terms of how we type them. But it says, I needed something to listen to that made me think and then laugh a whole lot. Thanks for yeah. delivering No Chill. That's from MV Extra. Yeah. It happens to be the username of my wife on iTunes. Oh, really? That's, that's a six. That's an easy one. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, that was cheating, but okay. Yeah. The next one. Yes. This is yes. what I've been. Can you read the rest of that? I can't. <laughs> The title. I the sure titles, can. The title. The <laughs> title's cut off. Um, oh, this is what be- I've been looking for. Oh, okay, good. We don't have to. Uh, this is Angie Grimet. We don't have to read the whole thing, but anything that makes you feel like you are going to be able to type it, like this sentence that says, "I am a four wing three." By the way. <laughs> okay. That's uh, but do we three. do we believe her though? Is um, the thing. This podcast is so fun. Her favorite part was the Christian yeah. nostalgia. It's so, a really yeah, long review, right. so I'm going to say yes. It is a four wing Yeah, three. what about Beck Shecks? She's Bex a nine. Beck uh, they The title says she's a nine. Yeah, she's uh, a nine. And so she's And allowed. you know what? I actually helped her figure out her type on Twitter, so you're welcome, Becca. Okay, so case closed. What about case J, closed. J3 Snyder? It says, love it. This podcast is so much fun and it's and insightful. <laughs> you are... If you are, why are you laughing right now? Because you're reading it wrong. Oh, you read the title. Never mind. It says, love it. This podcast is so much fun and insightful. If you are curious about the... If you're curious about the Enneagram, the, the This Podcast is a great indulgence. Well, they're not a one. We know that. No, because there's a typo. Yeah, two typos, if you think about it. This podcast is a great indulgence. <laughs> Just started it, and it's already one of my favorites. It's a seven. Who would think of a funny podcast as an indulgence? Not a seven. A seven. No, a se- no. Sevens a seven are just... all about indulgence. Uh, no, a funny podcast is part of a seven's life. They oh, don't yeah, give it's it not... as an indulgence. Like, oh, oh well, I'm being sorry. bad right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a five or a six, in my opinion. Maybe an eight. Uh, all right, here's the one we got to get to. This is Party Penguin okay. 87. Oh, yes. The title is terrible. terrible. One star. One star. Hard to listen to. I'm reading the whole thing, guys. <laughs> yes, please. It, hard do. to listen to. Edit your podcast better. It took 30 minutes to get to the point of the show, and when you got there, it was just <laughs> insulting. Wait, is she, did she listen to this episode? <laughs> um, yes. That is a literal response to this episode. Rating the enneagrams is a terrible idea. <laughs> That's just rating people's personalities based on your personal preference, correct? Furthermore, Mm -hmm. you don't appear to know much about the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. at least not enough to speak on it in a podcast. Do more research. Prepare for your show before you record. Also, Larry the Cucumber is definitely a seven, not a two. Twos help others for their own benefit, but Larry just genuinely (laughs) wants to help others 
and is the ultimate optimist. Just saying. Just saying heart. Heart emoji. Yeah. Uh, that's a one, right? That is absolutely a one. It's yeah. like, it's, there's no typos in this. It is mm-hmm. just a list of personal... Yeah, they had to correct us on our typing of a cartoon yeah, cucumber, they couldn't, they couldn't which is such a one. Yeah, and also um, the heart at the end is such a, it's just such an unhealthy one thing because ones, they have their feelings, but then they feel like they are wrong. So they project the opposite of what they're feeling. So yeah, we she doesn't to, feel uh, love in her heart. I'm saying do... she like I know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a man. You never know. I mean, like yeah, 90% of our listeners are women. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, True. Uh, we, I want to li- end on a, a positive A good, note, yeah. So let's do one wing two, but leaving a review. This is going to be a hard one to type. <laughs> yeah. I just really don't know. It says in all caps, do you like the Enneagram? <laughs> Do you enjoy laughing? Can you stop taking yourself so seriously? Or like me, do you need help with that? Sounds like a one. Beth uh-huh. Beth Shaw, by the way. Hello, yeah. yes, this is the podcast that your dreams are made of. Listen to it, relish it, etc. I'll stop there. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Thank everyone, you, for Beth. rating and review us. We'll get to you eventually. This we is will. a very um, <laughs> unprecedented ordeal. No one has ever typed people through iTunes before. <laughs> We're breaking boundaries all over we the place. We are breaking before the rules. Before we go, <laughs> before we go to the actual show, we did also want to. It's six minutes into this now, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> we did, <laughs> did yep. want to tell you to check out our Instagram account. What's yes. the Instagram account? Account. <laughs> What's the Instagram account? Account. Account. I'm sorry. Uh, it is at No Chill Enneagram. Yep. Just double checking that just to make sure. Yeah, no chill Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I should know. Check it out. Is there anyone anything else we want to tell? Do we have any live performances, live shows, live recordings coming up? <laughs> Not yet. No. Not yet. If you want us to be do a live show <laughs> at your uh, venue, let us know. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. probably Bethany's got nothing else to do. She can probably fly out to Chicago area at least. For sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um all right. Well thanks guys. And uh, here's our episode with Caitlin Beatty. It is a blo- It is a. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain what happened there. I was gonna say blockbuster, <laughs> and I decided okay. at the last minute that barn burner was a better word to use. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Caitlin Beatty's episode. It is a block blurner. <laughs> all right. There we go. Can we use that at all? Yeah, definitely we can use that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. Wait, I'm going to give it just some time <laughs> before I... I just want to give it like 10 seconds of just starting because you never know. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We can't stop talking about the Enneagram. So we decided to start a podcast where we get it all out of our system. We're not experts. We're just obsessed. It's No Chill Enneagram. A safe space for Enneagram fanatics. And a really dumb idea for a podcast. Hey, everybody. 
Welcome to No Chill Enneagram. I am Richard Clark, one of your hosts, and I'm here with Bethany, as usual. Bethany Perkins, welcome. Yes, hi. Uh, how how have you been doing? <laughs> you, I'm doing all right. <laughs> except that you have insomnia. Yeah. You can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And that means you can't drink. Well, it means I probably shouldn't, but... Okay. Yeah. But we all make bad mistakes. mistakes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that everyone's um, here to hear you make mistakes. Yes. Um, Thank you. We are here with a special guest, Caitlin Beatty. Caitlin, welcome. Hey, y'all. What Hi. is that the way you talk? <laughs> it it's is the way now. I talk when I'm listening to Richard Clark. Yeah, I have <laughs> done that too. I like adopt like an Alabama twang. Yeah, so Caitlin. Um, yeah, I've done Caitlin that. Caitlin and I worked together for a long period of time. Well, a relatively long. What felt like a long period. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we let, for a reasonable period of time, and she would often like patronize my southern accent. <laughs> Uh, I really miss that part of it's just, working with you. It's just really strong. It is. It's yeah. not that strong. People in the South think I sound like a Yankee. That oh. is so funny. I must sound if if that is the case, then I must sound like like yes. a New Yorker or something. You sound mm-hmm. like something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They would think you are very weird, Caitlin. In the well, South. yes. So, and other other people around the country might also think that for many yeah. reasons. So, Caitlin, you are an Enneagram number three. Yes, I am. And What's it has your... taken me it has taken me a while to accept this. Really? But, yeah. Because and maybe this is true. I think this is true for a lot of people when they're trying to discern what Enneagram number they are, is they come across the description of a particular number and they think, oh my gosh, I hate those types. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please let me not be that type. Yeah. They're yeah. terrible. And that's usually an indication that that is in fact your type. That's how you yep. know. That's yep. And I, for a long time, so I've, I've known about the Enneagram for probably seven or eight years. I was like into it before it was cool. Wow. And <laughs> for the I and so I had a book and I was trying to discern and for a long time I thought it was a six. And I just mm, thought you know too. like a three just sounds like the worst type of person. And then I actually went to Enneagram a, an Enneagram consulting session. Wow. Where like a one on one thing? Yeah, yeah. We okay. just met at a coffee shop. And the consultant had several cards that had adjectives on them. And we worked together to kind of narrow down to about 10 cards, the ones that I thought best described me. And so like, like an in-person Enneagram test. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> and it was and it was just so clarifying. And she's like, yeah, you're a three. Like, ah! <laughs> but I'm, I'm embracing. I'm embracing... That every type, including the three, like has things to offer the world. Absolutely. Not just hangups, you know. Except for the worst number. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those people. Oh, let's pray for them. Yeah, Yeah. we will. We do. Regularly. What what is it about threes? Because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that about threes. Mm -hmm. Like, 
both people who are threes and people who are not threes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, like they just have like a bad rap sometimes. Yeah, but I have a couple friends who are threes and I love them dearly. So, mm-hmm. so I think for me, the the thing that I most strongly reacted against learning about the three was the temptation to deceit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah threes want to threes are probably of of all the the types most intensely focused on image and perception and Mm -hmm. and how others perceive them and wanting to be perceived well by others in whatever context or sphere they find themselves in and if you're an unhealthy three you will become whatever you need to be in order to come off well to mm-hmm. a particular group of people and and just the 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 pull to want to be like the best to want to shine to want to to achieve threes if you're unhealthy um you will you'll cut corners you'll mm-hmm. kind of you know make ethically complicated choices <laughs> in order to get ahead now that's of course the unhealthy dynamics, you know, yeah. threes at their best are ambitious. They have a, a, a healthy self-love. They're, they inspire other people. They, they bring out other people's strengths. Mm-hmm. And a three actually moves towards a six yeah. if, you're, if you're healthy. And that means that you will become more committed to things outside of yourself to projects Mm. or institutions or, you know, goals or goods that are bigger than yourself. Um, And so I think that's actually why it was healthy for me to be at Christianity today for so long, because I, my, my gifts and my energies were spent building up a thing that was bigger than myself that I truly believed in. Um, So now that I'm a freelancer, man, (laughs) (laughs) It is all about me. <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot. That's being awesome. a three who is a freelancer, like yeah. what? What is that like? Um, what are the tensions there for you? Yeah, so I think there in our kind of unique social media moment, you know, there's there is a, a temptation for all of us on some level to have your brand. Well, even that language, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, be about kind of your, your yourself as an individual. Yeah. You know, the the per, the person and the brand and presentation of self all get mixed in. Yeah. When I was working at CT, I could I I kind of had to hide. Like, the institution was more central and more important than whatever I offered, even though I played a significant role mm-hmm. as a freelancer. It's like, well. A lot of what I'm getting paid for is to share my thoughts and opinions. And I think it's been good for me in the past two years since leaving CT to still be involved in projects and whether that's editing or um, I work at a, a book publisher one day a week to, to be involved in institutions and projects that are bigger than myself, but still places where my particular gifts can can shine and contribute. That's good. What's mm-hmm. your uh, what's your wing again? Four. 
So we were just. I do not care. You guys are the about helping each people. other. I do not care. <laughs> oh my gosh! About helping people, I want everybody <laughs> oh, to figure hurts. out their stuff on that's, their own. Yeah, that, that hurts me. That's funny. So uh, <laughs> that knowing Caitlin, I uh, I could say a lot of good things about Caitlin, but also <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, one of the things Bethany and I were talking about a bit on our introduction, an introduction, <laughs> introductory <laughs> podcast episode is that um, the three and four like wings, mm-hmm. like that combo is so mm-hmm. brutal because <laughs> your identity is wrapped up in whatever you're doing. And then if it's not successful, you have been rejected. Mm, at least that's my experience yeah there can be a really it can be really tempting to confuse or conflate like what you do with who you are you know right and so the growth path for the three is to is to learn how to be without having to achieve anything which is why Mm -hmm. like the sabbath for christian threes Mm. is really important because um it's it's a day to seize doing so that you can simply be and be reminded that, you know, from a spiritual perspective, you are loved, not because of what you do and what you accomplish, but simply because of who you are. And that can be freeing. It's also really, it's really hard to stay in that place, you know. Right. I think everybody to some extent can conflates being and doing, but I do think that it hits a little bit closer to the bone with like threes and fours and fours and threes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For twos, it's just like conflating uh, the success of relationships with who you are or your personal value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the, the two is such an interesting number because on the surface, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) Um, On the, and this is now, this is going to sound really like, critical of you oh no say um, it. like on the surface it's like oh my gosh twos are just so others centered and giving yeah. and selfless and <laughs> then you like start reading about it, you're like oh wait a minute no like the reason that twos are doing all of this is to like get people <laughs> to love them in return and to make other people feel indebted to them I know that's yeah. like you know no. that's an unhealthy yeah. version nope. but that is right <laughs> There's like there's like an interesting like yeah. hidden self-centeredness to yeah. the two. I was I was going to say when you were talking about like the deception of threes mm. and them getting a bad rap for it like twos really do the same thing. Like mm. we are aware of how people are perceiving us and we really want people to perceive us as loving and caring and giving and selfless. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, I can I can speak for all twos. I think mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we we spend a lot of time like shaping those perceptions of us, and to some extent, becoming what we think other people need us to be. Which, um, yeah. So I feel like I have a lot in common with threes in that regard. Several years ago, I was in a small group where the other women and I were reading like a spiritual disciplines. It's I think it's actually called the Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. University Press plug for IVP. And one of the virtues or one of the practices that the author mentions is hiddenness. 
And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Like, oh. and, and how do you, what does that even, what does that look like to practice? Right. Yeah. And I think kind of coming to terms with my threeness, I, it has started to make so much more sense. And I think what, what the, the essential virtue is, is a willingness to refrain from public affirmation Hmm. to do, to do good things, whether or not other people notice, you know, and obviously there's like, this is a teaching of Jesus's when it comes to Mm -hmm. how you pray and how you give, because it gets at the question of motive. You know, am I, am I doing this good thing because it's simply the good thing to do, or am I doing it so that other people think that I am a good person who does the good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the challenge for for me as a three is times when I don't, I'm like, I'm not getting praise. <laughs> like, wait, no one's paying attention. Pay attention <laughs> to me. You can imagine like, you know, like a, a child, you know, mm-hmm. like the child who's like, pay attention to me. That's yeah. kind of where you go in hun- unhealthy moments as a three. You and so yeah. then you do things to get that attention. But but the challenge and the growth edge is just being committed to doing a good thing, whether it's a project or it's a relationship or you know it's a, a, an act of service that no one is going to notice and no one is going to mention in their mentions on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But that is worth doing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's awesome. good. That's I think uh, twos could heed that well man as well. As a four I relate quite a bit because for me it's about legacy, right? It's about like, did I do something here and do people recognize that? Or am I just like existing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i think i think it's hard and especially like when other people succeed because of something i did whether it's a directly causal or indirectly causal like i i feel that i want credit for that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and that's something i've that's like a habit i've developed over time that i've had to unlearn um yeah it's just really rough and I think it, it gets to like, it, ultimately, it's a question of where you derive your value. Like, do you derive your value from other people noticing what you're doing and giving mm-hmm. you appropriate, like giving you proper dues? Yeah. Or is there a way to, um, to 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 do good things knowing that you're not going to get your proper dues? And maybe there's it's even unfair. Like, I think I don't know if this is a three thing. But I am very motivated by a sense of like equality mm-hmm. and wanting wanting everybody to to get their praise when it when it is earned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and having to live with the fact that we live in a world where that's that's just not how the world operates. You know, there yeah. there are systems of power and personality that mean that. Sometimes you don't you don't get noticed for doing mm-hmm. the right thing or the good thing, except by God. 
you know, and that yeah. that seems like okay, that's worth doing because this is what God calls you yeah. to do, not right. because that's the one that matters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Good therapy let's... sesh, guys. That this was awesome. Like, I don't need to go to therapy for a long yeah, time after I'm good. This. I feel oh, like well, we I'm are... going to need to go to therapy <laughs> still. And are, oh, you, but... are you feeling like outshone by me as a three, Rich? Like, do you, is this hard for you? Are you guys you? just competing Caitlin, with each other? that's our whole dynamic is me feeling <laughs> outshone <laughs> by you. Aww. That's okay, though. It's comforting. I... <laughs> I am here for your spiritual growth. Uh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, speaking of your spiritual growth, since you brought it up, let's <laughs> do a segment that I was on the fence about. Um, but I'm going to throw it at you and see how you re- react to it. Okay. Um, this segment is called... T- tell us all the ways that you failed. <laughs> <laughs> like, as a three in particular? Yeah. Yeah. Just as a person, um, <laughs> because you're a three, um, it's and, good for you. And hiding those things from the public is part of what threes do. Mm. I thought this would be a, a nice growth exercise that we could at least, like, the people at home could watch you <laughs> squirm. Mm. Yes, yes. Well, I keep a list in my pocket of all the ways that I fail. Is that order- true? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that that might actually be good um so yeah this is like confession time um sweet yeah we love it i would say there are times when i value people i i assess people based on what i might be able to gain from them professionally mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so if I'm in a, you know, if I'm at a conference or I'm in kind of a social setting of other Christian leaders or professionals, I'm, I'm that terrible person who's looking around the room thinking like, who would be, who would it be advantageous for my career mm-hmm. to connect with? Yeah. And maybe ignoring or undervaluing people who are from an internal perspective just as valuable just as worthy of conversation yeah. just as worthy of relationship um yeah I, I really have to like keep keep an eye on that especially because I know what it feels like to to be like overlooked because right. I am not advantageous for a particular person to connect with and knowing how that feels like I never want to make someone feel that way I think that's why just kind of on that note, it's really important for me to develop friendships that are where, where the central connection is not anything to do with my career or profession Mm -hmm. Mm. where it's like, we're investing in this friendship purely because we value one another inherently. You know, I'm not in this because I can get something from you or because I can, it'll look good on Twitter or whatever. It's simply because there, there's a, a valuing of the person regardless of what they can give me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's one confession. Um, you don't have to keep listing things. We <laughs> well, can go to the I next wanna segment. Well, I want to list another Unless one. you want to okay, tell list- us, like, the biggest failure of your life or this anything. Time, this time, though, be specific, Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, okay. I am really, really bad 
at personal devotions. Mm. And I think it's because, so I kind of approach every day as I have so many hours to accomplish so many things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's how I'm going to use my time to accomplish this number of things. And I don't feel good about my day at the end of the day, unless I can point to things that I have accomplished that I can like check off the list. Yeah. And I think because, you know, like connecting with God, I don't know if your listeners are Christians, by the way, I figure <laughs> we don't either. <laughs> we, don't, we don't either. We're, I think you're like, a d- we're like just being ourselves here. Yeah. Okay. It comes as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I figure a podcast on no chill Enneagram is going to attract a large number of Christians, mm-hmm. yeah. but not exclusively, but this is just me speaking yeah. as a person yeah. of faith. Yeah. Like um, recognizing that, I will often forego like prayer or reading scripture because it doesn't feel productive, you know, or when I do it, it's like, well, I checked that off the list. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I think the task orientation can be really unhealthy you know, from a spiritual perspective. I have the same struggle. Yeah, um, so do I. (laughs) Though though my day, like the value of my day has more to do, like I I also count the hours, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. more about I'm counting hours, not only to get things done, but then I need certain (laughs) amounts of rest and uh, like entertainment time for Mm -hmm. my day, or I feel like I haven't fully lived. But, (laughs) uh, But I still have the same outcome, which is, like devotions and quiet times fall way mm-hmm. far down on the priority list. And one of the things that's helped me, at least when I do do them, is in order to not make them feel like just a task I'm checking off, is I've started reading these reader Bibles. Mm. And you, you get into them as an aesthetic experience, right? Like you, because mm. they're not surrounded by numbers and framing and all this stuff, it starts to feel like you're just reading a book and it starts mm-hmm. to feel like, I don't know, maybe that's for fours, but, um, the, it sounds it like for me. you, the, like the artistic that's and true, like yeah. narrative element is a helpful way of engaging. Yeah. Well, I'm this glad is... I could help myself with that. <laughs> this is a conversation that I have had with one of my friends who's a three a lot. We both really struggle with like personal devotion times and in particular like silence or meditation or just like listening to God Um, and for her I think it's the same reasons as you like it just doesn't feel like efficient or effective or like it's accomplishing much Mm -hmm. for me it's because I really don't like just sitting and being alone with myself like that yeah. is just really, really, really hard mm-hmm. um, and does not come naturally to me. So like during Lent this year, I like went off social media and I was trying to implement like 15 minutes a day of just um, contemplative prayer and like listening to God. <laughs> it was <laughs> torture. <laughs> it was at least at the beginning because Mm -hmm. um yeah just being alone with my thoughts is a really terrifying thing Mm -hmm. but it's also really good I mean it's good Mm -hmm. 
Um, so the next segment is where is uh, called "How Bad Has It Gotten." This is where Caitlin, um, we'd like you to talk about how bad your obsession with the Enneagram has gotten to to the point where you need to come on a podcast to get it all out of your system. Right. So one thing I've noticed is that I have started figure trying to figure out the types of fictional characters. Oh mm. yeah. Like I was just reading a book. It's I won't name it. I didn't think it was very good. Why not? Oh, I didn't think okay. it was very good. Okay. Even though it came highly recommended. Um, but there were like two central characters who had a really complex social dynamic. And I was like, man, okay. <laughs> Larisha is definitely like a really unhealthy three with probably a two ring. Mm. And Leslie is definitely <laughs> a nine that has like some daddy issues left over that she should work through. So, um, yeah. yeah, this is the perfect podcast. I, yeah, I do that all the time. Like much of my, uh, tweets these days are just me tweeting out like this character is this Enneagram number. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I have spent months thinking about, uh, what Harry Potter's Enneagram number <laughs> is. It okay. really took me a really long time, but I have nailed it. You what have to it? you have to trademark this, Bethany, because I feel like okay. there is such a strong like I know. market potential for this idea. Like Harry Potter Enneagram types. Oh yeah. I'm all over that. So she's supposed to trademark <laughs> Harry Potter Enneagram types. Yes, yes. I feel like they're mine. Such a I thing. I feel like that. I feel like J.K. Rowling might have an I issue. I feel like Richard, you are crushing my dreams right now. See, this is and- this is also a three thing, by the way. Like, I want to tell people what to do with their lives to make yes. them successful. Yes. I'm I'm happy about that because I don't have a three wing at all, and I. I never think about how to make my life successful. So, all right. Yeah, well, this is um, good for me. Let's let's go to our next segment. It's called "Let's Type People and Things." <laughs> Caitlin, I think you might like it. Um, we're gonna type evangelical thought leaders because you are one, and uh, and we have talked enough about God at this point that um, <laughs> this yeah. is where we are. So. It doesn't have to be strictly evangelical, mm-hmm. and, um, but you know, Christian thought leaders. Let's type them. Uh, I so feel let's like just some people. So I feel like so many of them are have to be ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Because I just think that like the connection between a one and like a religious leader and figure yeah. is has to be really strong. Yeah. So like, John Piper, I would agree. right? Yeah. He, John yeah. Piper is a total one. Yeah. I would say um, I actually got to meet Tim Keller recently. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, <laughs> we were talking about this. Not really. What? But I was, I, I was like, oh, Wait, he's... did you talk to him about the Enneagram? No. Does no, he know no. his number? Oh. Will he come know. on our show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally connect you guys after this. But um, Okay, perfect. But Please. I was I was convinced after hearing him talk that he's a five like i think no. the, the kind of the intellectual he's he is truly like highly intellectual and i think he approaches everything mm-hmm. as like an idea you know and yeah he was not like 
He wasn't, like, necessarily a warm presence. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about people, yeah. but, like, I think he's much more kind of inward and very focused on teaching a theology that is intellectually sound and consistent and works as a whole system. Right. Um, what about Beth Moore? I think Beth is... Oh, you just call her Beth? <laughs> yeah, like Bethy and I. Um... <laughs> Bethy? What? Oh my gosh. I think Beth might be... <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, I think Beth Moore... Sorry. Um, <laughs> You're, I mean, I was just asking, are you that close with her? As the no, regular no, folk no. call her. <laughs> I think she might be like a two with a one wing or a one with a two wing. I would have thought mm. eight, actually. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I've, well, I've because, like, yeah, I've healthy met eights. A, I've met like a few, two. like, female eights in the Christian mm-hmm. world over the last year. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the push to like reform and to challenge and to make things better um, is really interesting. Cause I don't know that I know any eights in person, but like, yeah. I think the eights have a really important role to play in yeah. the church. Like, So here's my theory on Beth Moore. I think she's an eight wing nine. And I think she leaned real hard into nine for a very long time. Mm. And then she just let her eight flag fly. (laughs) After the election. I thought you thought she was an eight wing seven. Why did you think that I thought that? Because you said that, I think. Look, I don't remember that. Maybe I I blacked out. Okay, sorry. Do you think Russell Moore is an eight? We know his number. So we've talked about this on a previous episode. Happy to talk about it again, though. Yeah, Russell Moore is a four. He said so on on a podcast. Let your mind be blown. What? Right? I know. (laughs) I know. I mean, I know that he. I know that he's into music. You know, and he's into yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cash in particular. <laughs> but like, so just a... think, just yeah. think about it this way, Kaylin. You're someone who knows me. Russell Moore is to Johnny Cash as Richard Clark is to Drake. Right? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Which is a big thing. Have you listened to his new album, by the way? Yeah, I really like it. I haven't listened. I've only listened to a couple songs on it. Uh... I like it. It reminded me that I used to like Drake. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Russell Moore is says he's a four. Yeah, least. he's a self-proclaimed four. Like that he is knows enough about the Enneagram to know his number, mm-hmm. and he's not completely against the, the Enneagram. So, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Good. Speaking yeah. of people completely against the Enneagram, what's Kevin DeYoung? Doing? Oh god, oh, kind of a B list, but. Well, that's why. <laughs> wow, <right>. guys, <laughs> don't hold back, okay? Well, we're no, being I wasn't... sincere on this podcast. We should Richard. just provide context for people that Kevin DeYoung wrote a scathing article about. I know, why I read the, it. The Enneagram is bad. It's not just like we hate a guy for no reason. <laughs> There's a reason we hate him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, I would think like a one. That's yeah, where, a one. I think so. Too. You know, like yeah. I think there's something if you have like an intellectual one or like a one combined with like the INTJ on the Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I think those people will come across as 
like, not rigid. rigid and, like, not attuned to real people's lives mm-hmm. and how theology gets worked out in and ideas get worked out in real people's lives. And yeah. it's like, well, this is the right answer. And what else is there to say? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. Everything is either good <laughs> or bad. Binary, yeah. Yeah, yes. binary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. so if I can find a flaw in one thing, throw it out. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. um, and Voskamp. I think oh. she's a one with a two really? thing. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like she is a feeling type. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which one isn't? Right. One's a gut. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe I could maybe two. see her being like a two or four. I would have guessed four. a three, four situation. Hmm. Three, four. Yeah. Or a four, three. Mm hmm. Now I'm starting to think this is a, uh, something we don't have the authority to discuss. That doesn't matter. I know. I'm just like. <laughs> when has I'm that just ever like stopped us? Up, I'm just like waking up going like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Stop DL, Danielle is definitely a one, right? She is. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And yep. I'm sure you talked about this on your, your um, episode with her, but. Mm-hmm. Like I perpetually feel like a bad Christian when I mm-hmm. follow her, and I really, I really Same. love her writing, and I really appreciate like her voice. Yeah, yeah. But I always feel like, oh yeah, right. Like she's worried about refugees, and mm-hmm. and I'm not. And I'm not everything, everything right. ethical ever. Well, I yeah, I think um, in at her best, which is pretty often these days, I think she she acts more as a role model mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. than sort of a a you know I don't know telling what the word people is. what to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I'm glad we lumped her in with all the other thought leaders. <laughs> what yeah. about um, Barnabas Piper? Oh man, three, seven. I don't know. <clears throat> I almost want to say eight. I mean, that dude. My first thought was seven, but I mean, I don't know much about him. He is like against things. <laughs> I mean, not in a bad way. Like he is, he is trying to correct for yeah things. Uh huh. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Let's let's do our next segment. It's called Bleep You. Any thought? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, this is where we r- read the most infuriating any thought we've gotten <laughs> recently, and yes. then we talk about why it's infuriating. Yes. Yeah. Who would like to start? I can start if no one else wants to. You can start. Go ahead. So on July 4th, <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> July. And I was like, happy 4th of July, Richard Clark. <laughs> Thank you, Richard Clark. What does any of thought have to tell me today about how I should celebrate Independence Day? And this is what it said. Celebrate American Independence Day by exploring the ways that you, as a four, can become more emotionally independent and not so reliant on comparing yourself with others. I think that's that's what mine said. Have a terrible day. Okay, so mine said... (laughs) Celebrate American Independence Day by exploring the ways that you as three can develop the independence of your own heart instead of taking on the expectations of others. 
Oh like, my gosh. They just Who celebrates just out here, that yeah, <laughs> to ruin everyone's day. Also, I would like to point out that the yours, Richard, mm-hmm. was like, take this national holiday and make it about you and your emotions <laughs> yes, today. Yes. Like, what the heck kind of advice is that? Yeah, it's bad advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is. I also feel like a lot of the Enya thoughts are universally applicable. Like, yeah. think about others yes. more than you think about yourself or like, relax. Yeah. I mean, these, these are basically just good, not basic life lessons you know which is why yeah. i'm still subscribed to be honest i mean <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong with good basic life lessons sure so the one the one that i got for june 11th was it was it was definitely like very directive and it said make this affirmation today quote i now <laughs> affirm that i delight in the accomplishments and successes of others like no <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> I'm not going to any yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah. That's crap. Okay. I have one too. Um, this was what day was it? I don't know. July 6th. I now realize my tendency to feel victimized and abused. Mm. What? Oh my gosh. That's it. That is yeah. dark. That is dark. Jeez. I know. It, it's it offers nothing to help you. You're, it's just like I just realized that I have yeah, this tendency. Yeah. My tendency to feel victimized nice and abused. And you know what? Now that I do realize that tendency, I'm feeling a little bit victimized to be honest. By the any of thought. By any of thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not helpful. No. Oh, well, bleep you any of thought. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's move on nothing. to our next segment <laughs> called um, really. This is gonna be real quick. Can we make Enneagram slang happen? <laughs> like, okay. This is the. Question. I feel like there's potential in the wings and like the subtypes. Have y'all talked about subtypes? Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like combining all three so, into like a a name or something. No, or like I'm the I'm a shamer. <laughs> That's that makes it sound type. like you shame other people. I'm a deceiver. As a social four, it does sound like that. Yeah, that's true, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm a... Oh, what's the name of mine? Which one are you? You're the social... Social. Ambition. Oh, is... ambition. What a cool slang. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitioner. Great. All right, I'm going to say the answer to this segment is no. We cannot make Enneagram <laughs> slang I feel happen. Like, I'm just not feeling sorry. Well, I feel like it can happen. It just has to happen more organically. We can yeah. work on which, this which in, on Twitter. We've made yeah, some if other anyone... slangs happen already yeah. in previous episodes. These just didn't work, I think. But, but um... Richard, if anyone can like help you make Enneagram slang happen, it's Caitlin. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, she can okay, help you Caitlin, succeed. I need you to get out and influence some people. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The ones that we think have potential are any num. <laughs> what does that mean? It's Enneagram number. It's just slang yeah. for Enneagram Oh, number. I thought it meant like um, you're so tired of hearing about the Enneagram that you've become numb. <laughs> any num. It can have multiple meanings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a versatile slang word. <laughs> 
Um, and then uh, Enya Glam, which is uh, I forgot what. Oh yeah, it's fashion for each. Yeah, Enneagram it's like style number. recommendations for hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so get on Twitter and make that happen, please. Okay. Make it happen. I will. I will Thank use you. my influence for a greater good. Yeah, we're running. We're running out of time, but we need to do this because it's because Caitlin has holds the key mm-hmm. to success for everyone. For every number on the Enneagram. Mm. So we would like you. You even said in the course of this podcast that you love giving people <laughs> advice for how to succeed. Mm-hmm. So here we go. And I actually, um, I think when we talked about this before the podcast, I framed this wrong. I realized I wanted to make this a positive um, thing where you can talk about how people can utilize their strengths and gifts as that particular number to propel themselves into places of genuine success. Wow. It sounds like you're like reading from a book or like, something. I'm not. I just wrote that book. Thank I know. Okay, so you want me, Good job. You basically want me to tell each type what they should do or like how they should adjust yes. their thinking in order to be successful. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're a three and that's how you think. Okay. Yes. Tell us what to do. All right. Here we go. Um, Number one. Yeah. So ones, I think, need to get in touch with... This is something a therapist told me a while ago and it's really stuck with me. Um, nice. Like to get in touch with their shadow side, which is like the parts of yourself that are um, unredeemed, dark, like not good. good, And to (laughs) just acknowledge that that is a part of everybody and that's part of who you are as a one. And to learn to like embrace or not embrace in terms of like celebrate, you know, but like, just mm-hmm. accept, like, yeah, I am not perfect. So that's kind of basic. Um, awesome. Twos, yeah, that's good. I feel like twos need like a like a treat yourself day. You know, like twos need <gasps> a day like that. that is focused on self care. And but how does that make them succeed, though? Well, I feel like that could get give them freedom to. Not just focus on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to our own needs for a minute. Gives them clarity about their own life and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then we can go back to helping other people. But just acknowledge that, like, it's okay to invest in yourself and not mm -hmm. be so dependent on helping other people for your value. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. okay, threes. We should all just like get together and plan to take over the world. That's my advice. <laughs> um, cool. Fours. Good. Reach out to Caitlin if you're listening. Other threes. Yeah, you can find me online at Caitlin Baby. Um, fours. <laughs> gosh. You're stumped, aren't you? I, I, they are not. You really can't help them. I mean, there's no helping them. <laughs> I don't know. I think, and I, I'm not trying to direct this at you in particular, Rich, but. Oh my gosh. I feel so hurt right now. You can, you can handle it. I feel it. like fours, and I I relate to this because I have a four wing, like fours give too much power to their own feelings. Mm-hmm. Learning mm-hmm. to 
you know, allow, you know, allow yourself to feel what you feel, but to not put so much priority or like centering on your own feelings because they change so quickly. (laughs) Like they're not necessarily like a a firm foundation. I don't know if that's like good advice or... I feel like this was supposed to be a positive segment. It just turned turned really negative. Okay. Five. Okay. Here's one. Fives. Like get in touch with your own body. (laughs) That sounded really weird. Uh, Like, like do activities, you know, athletic activities or improv or even like a day at the beach or whatever that get you out of your own head and connect you Mm -hmm. to like, the bigger world into other people. That's Six. Good. Did someone drop their beer? <laughs> Just it now. wasn't me this time. <laughs> that might have been me. Um, sixes. <laughs> I feel like the six needs to take more. This is coming off negative as well, but risk. Yeah, like, and actually, I think a really good practice for sixes is to remember all the times that thing, things have worked out. <laughs> like, I think yeah. oh, I think the good, six yeah. that is good. tends to like that catastrophize good, yeah. and and expect the worst from life. Like, things are just gonna go bad, and so I have to like do all this work to like short my own security and just remembering like you know what, most of the things that I worry about don't end up being true and oftentimes things work out Mm -hmm. really well and just remembering that fact sevens definitely need to spend some time sitting and being comfortable with like sitting not doing yeah like sitting with their own so like the seven is the person who's not necessarily in touch with their own pain and sadness I mean, it's really hard to tell people like, hey, you should go sit and cry for a while. But that's actually what we all kind of need is to acknowledge the ways that we're Mm. hurting. And there's no way to really heal. Yeah, I do it like once a week. Hmm? I do it every hour on the hour. (laughs) I I do it like at least once a week. Yeah. But it's like you can't (laughs) get like, I think the sevens think that they can kind of run away from the pain or like numb the pain with activity Mm -hmm. and with substance substances and with experiences, but recognizing like to get through the pain, you have to actually feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know with the eights because I don't feel, I feel like I don't understand eights. Ooh, I have one. Do it. Okay. So I think for eights to succeed, I think they need to, get more in touch with like their vulnerability mm. and be able to show vulnerability to people and to honor other people's vulnerability. Because I think that like eights probably think of vulnerability as weakness, mm-hmm. but it actually takes a lot of strength and courage to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Read Brene Brown. So, that's what I say. Yeah. I think she's an eight. Mm. I think. Interesting. So to for nines to be successful, they need to become friends with threes because threes will tell them (laughs) what to do with their lives. And actually the nine moves But they can't get there on their own? No, they need help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just checking. (laughs) Like, okay, I have a friend who's a nine and 
I truly do not understand why he doesn't do more with his life. Mm. Mm-hmm. and so I'm always like but I see all these talents and gifts and like possibilities in him and so I'm always kind of telling him yeah. like you should you should apply for that job or like you should write that article and submit it or you should pitch like I don't know I just yeah. feel like the nines just need a little bit of a push to get there yeah. and they need a life but coach I also feel and like I should be their life coach <laughs> I also feel like, though, they they do go about a lot of life just going with what other people want and doing what other people want them to do. And I feel like they need to, like, really connect with what they want and what they want to do <laughs> rather than, you know, just being told by someone else. I actually think four threes can help with this. Four wing three can help with this. I think. Mm. <laughs> I thought you meant four. I think. I actually think threes. like fours are good at hearing and understanding what a person feels and needs mm-hmm. internally, and then, and then a wing three would be adept at like channeling that into something that makes sense mm-hmm. pragmatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call that our life advice because we've run over yeah. a little bit. But Caitlin, yeah. this was awesome. I think we killed it. <laughs> we, what does that mean? <laughs> killed it, nailed we killed it, it, crushed it. it. In a good way. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We destroyed yeah. it. This has been No Chill Enneagram. It is hosted and produced by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Edited by Richard Clark. Theme music is Max Flashback by Lee Rosevier. We want to hear from you. If you're an Enneagram number 9, 4, 2, or 7, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. If you are a 6, please only do this if you trust us. If you are an 8 or a 1, please do not leave us a review on iTunes. But you can feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, where we'd love to be challenged by you or hear from your overflowing inner critic. Our Twitter handle is at NoChillEnneapod. That's at NoChillEnneapod. Enneagram number fives, please include us in your next exhaustive list of hilarious podcasts. And threes, you can just give us credit after we inspire you to do whatever amazing thing you're going to do next. If you are a number one through nine and you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are subscribable. This is an area code podcast.